Hi, I'm Krista. And I'm Susan. And we are Dandelions and Side Streets. On this pod, we connect with creative people and other folks doing interesting things in the world. Writers, artists of all kinds, innovators, and helpers. People we would like you to get to know. We also review books, recite poetry, share recipes, and savor in the art of conversation. We chat, share stories, chew the fat, chop it up. We love a good chin wag. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dandelions and Side Streets. We're here for our first episode in February, and we're looking forward to our next guest, Kit Watkins, a reflexologist. Susan, how are you doing? I'm okay. I'm I'm surviving February so far. Susan, we're only in day. What day is it? We're we're only a couple days in. So no, no, we're on date. We're halfway through, Krista. Oh my god, we're halfway through February. It's yeah, I'm calling it. I'm calling it halfway. It's February twelfth. Do you see what I've been going through, Susan? I'm losing track of time. Yeah, well, that happens. That happens. Have you been going on any hikes lately? Yes, that has been keeping me sane. A hike, snowshoes, just getting outside, doing all that stuff. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I, I went to the pub and uh, I watched a few movies. That's a, those are good activities too. It's solid February activities. Thank you, Susan. <laughs> So everyone, uh, I have a great friend. Her name is Kit Watkins. She is a registered reflexology therapist and examiner, and she is a member of the Reflexology Association of Canada. She is a professional dancer. She has worked in both dance and theater, and she is an overall wonderful person, and we're most grateful that she's joining us here today. Welcome, Kit. Welcome. Thank you both so very much. I appreciate the introduction. It's lovely to be here on this glorious sunshine day. You know, after having next to no sunshine in January, middle of February has brought us euphoria. Yes. <laughs> I am sitting beside a, like we have a great view from my place where I'm at right now. And the sun is shining in and it really is, it feels really hopeful. Absolutely. And yeah, you know, thank you for that great introduction. And yes, I am a member of the Reflexology Association of Canada. Um, I have been for the last few years. We get the designation of RCRT, which is Registered Canadian Reflexology Therapist, which comes with a number. So if people happen to have extended insurance that cover reflexology, I can offer them a receipt and um, after their treatment, and then they can submit it to their insurance companies and hopefully... As things progress, this will become um, something that you don't even have to think twice about. I hope that happens because there are a lot of insurance companies that don't, for whatever reason, uh, recognize it as they would, say, a massage therapist. And I've experienced reflexology, and I think it's highly beneficial. And I know that it's a growing practice. Can can you tell us a little bit about what it is for people who might not have had a reflexology treatment. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, because most people are not sure what it is. 
So what it is, is it's a non-invasive therapy that can be done on any age group. There's very few contraindications. When we say contraindications, that um, is, you know, for people who cannot have a treatment, if we felt somebody needed um, extra permission to have a treatment, then we reach out to their physician. Um, and But majority of the time, you can even help people at end of life. I have given reflexology to babies who have just come into this world. Um, it's really great for the nervous system. You know, one of the things people see mostly is that we're working on the feet. People go and they go, you know, Google what maybe they have that day. <laughs> oh my gosh, are you talking about me, Kit? <laughs> oh, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> and anyway, they look at all these foot maps. So that's the one people know the most. And they can, they go, oh, I'd like to have my feet massage. It's not a massage. So, but there's different types of reflexology. Let's just clarify that. There's reflexology for the feet, hands, ears, face. There's even body reflexology. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I haven't experienced that one yet. But even when you get into the world of reflexology, there's special types of reflexology. There's reflexology lymphatic drainage. I'll definitely go more into depth about that. But I just want to still explain a little bit. Um, So on your feet, right? So let's go with the foot because that's what everybody seems to know. You have approximately 7,200 nerve endings on each foot. Wow. We say approximate because everyone's born with a different number. No, we cannot measure it, but you, we all know we have nerve endings throughout our entire body, but the feet are an excellent source of nerve endings. They are also the furthest thing away from the heart. So sometimes mm-hmm. you can get a little bit more um, uh, congestion through the body. Now people might notice some of the congestion as maybe their ankles being puffy referring back to the lymphatic system. So what we are doing, the feet are a reflection of all the body's systems, muscles, glands, tissues, organs, everything in the body. It's a reflection. Obviously, things like your lungs are up here in your chest cavity, but the neural pathways can be done through a thing called zone therapy where they mapped out all the different parts of the body. So if you even take your fingers, that's zone one is your thumb. Zone two is your index finger. Middle finger, zone three, fourth finger, zone four, fifth one is zone five. So anything that's located in that zone going all the way through your body can be affected when you're working on those nerve endings, hands, ears, feet. And it's non-invasive. There's no needles. You don't need to get undressed. The most you're doing is taking your shoes and socks off. You can be sitting in a chair. It's very portable. You can be sitting in a chair. If you have somebody who's not well, that you could do it in their bed for them. Um, or you could work on their hands, you know, even if somebody is missing a limb or, you know, different um, appendages. There's lots of ways that you can work with reflexology. It also is really good from taking you from fight and flight. That is um, your sympathetic system, which everybody seems to know, especially after this pandemic, we see, right, right, everywhere, so many times on intake forms that people sign, you know, the first thing I see, anxiety, stress. So there's your fight and flight, and that's part of your nervous system. Then you go to what we want to do is take you to the best of your ability. It's your body that's doing the work. I'm a facilitator, but it depends on where you are on your journey. 
because it's about the journey, not the destination. So we want to take you from whatever fight and flight you are to the best of your ability on that day in that treatment so that you can, you know, enjoy, go back to enjoying all the things or, you know, just having a weight taken off you. So hopefully decompress that stress and take you from any fight and flight to rest and digest. Let's go back to our old biology days mm. or my fancy word, but know who you're talking to, wine and dine. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> right, you have to know your audience. You know, don't be sitting there telling a five-year-old, "I'm taking you to wine and dine." So you know, find you have to find your yeah. different words, right? So you know, it's it can be a treatment can be short, it can be long. I've done treatments from you know, if you're dealing with a newborn, a treatment's going to be really short, could be even a couple of minutes. Right, right, right. But it's to calm their nervous system because they're just, they're just, everything around them is so new. Just a little wisp of air can make them cry. Mm. Right, right. Me too, Kit. <laughs> a little wisp of air can make me cry too. <laughs> noted, noted. <laughs> so these are, you know, but you, you know, it can be supportive with different types of things that go on in the body. And it can also be an excellent, excellent um, supportive modality for other modalities. And you usually work with mm. teams because a lot of times, unfortunately, things present themselves and we ignore a lot of the signals. Yeah. And they can even show themselves on your feet. And most of us don't look at our feet a lot. Right. And all yeah. of a sudden we're like, where did that come from? Mm. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like, especially in the winter, I really neglect my feet. Right? <laughs> Self-care kind of is not something that we think that we feel our face get dry, but we never think about something like our feet. There's a lot of self-care that you can do. I always give clients things, you know, I call it the take-home. It's a takeout. Because you have to find ways to manage things while you're at home. Simple thing like taking something the size of a tennis ball. I tell people, please don't go buy a bunch of fancy stuff. You probably have stuff around your house. Just don't wrestle if you have a dog. Don't wrestle with the dog's uh, <laughs> ball. But, you know, taking something like your dryer ball, rolling that around the bottom of your feet. It's portable, not expensive. You can also take then that tennis ball, go against a wall and sit it and roll through it in the rest of your body. I love that. Yeah. Don't go and spend a whole bunch of money. <laughs> I have worked with the ball work before where you put it into different parts of your muscles in your back or your feet. Mm-hmm. And it really stretches things out and you feel yeah. a release for sure. Absolutely. But you just don't want to be aggressive. Um, because what you're doing is, you, you know, all the nerve endings through your body, you're working through them. Yes, there's muscle, but you don't want to hurt yourself too. Mm-hmm. That's where, that's why we go and see the professionals to, you know, take it to the next level. But there's lots so, of nice, kind self-care things we can do for ourselves. I love it. It, it sounds too like a really gentle kind of intervention, right? You're kind of, you're meeting people where they're at. You're not doing anything really you're not hurting people. It's not like, a, you know, getting yeah. your neck cracked or something. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it's, it's non-invasive. And I encourage people, any, anybody you go to see, any practitioner, holistic practitioner, 
anyone, always do your research on the people. If you're mm-hmm. going to come see, go do your research, read up about me, see if I'm the person who speaks to you mm-hmm. um, or come try a treatment. And if that, and if you think that this is part of your journey, then, and it's, and it's a helpful part of your journey, because um, mm-hmm. some people use it as a, um, to manage stress. And right. so coming every month or every six weeks um, for them is just something that really yeah. helps them to um, create the focus in their lives to do the things they want to do. Like um, a little reset, a, a little reset. That's exactly, you know what? That's the perfect word, Krista. It, you know, it's, it's like a, it's a, it's a reset. The fancy mm-hmm. word, you know, we want to go to homeostasis, oh, right? Mm-hmm. We want to go to balance. I right? want to go to wine and dine. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, you know, it just kind of lightens things up because it can be really heavy. And I always like to give an explanation of what people signed up for, explain, so that I'm not just like, you know, uh, moving my hands all over their feet. So I like to explain to them what the different areas represent. They are reflexes, yeah. uh, other things are in their body, but just, you know, to give them an idea that I'm not just... Um, uh, you know, giving them a massage. It's not a massage. You know, it's using different yeah. techniques. We have um, we have thumb techniques. We have, you know, index finger techniques. There's all different te- techniques that we use and with the various types of reflexology, especially as Krista was asking me about the lymphatic drainage. Um, there's, you know, there's different techniques with that as well, where it's a little bit of a more of a gliding technique for certain parts as well. Yeah. I have I have a couple questions. Um, first of all, um, when you're practicing on someone, are you able to feel something like, let's say you're working on a toe or something? Are you able to say, "Wow, I'm feeling something going on here"? Uh, we don't want to tell people what they should be feeling. Number one, we do not diagnose. Mm-hmm. Um, any holistic, the only people who could diagnose to date that I'm aware of is physiotherapists and doctors. Mm-hmm. So we do not diagnose. We observe. So before I even touch your feet, the first thing I will do is I will sit there and I will look at the feet to look for markers, maybe telling me part of your, the, we call it the hollis, because that comes from the, um, the word holistic, which means the whole person. So mm-hmm. I'm looking for all your parts of the story. So I will ask a lot of open-ended questions. And then sometimes I will feel things, but I have to know, is it muscular? Is it because there was a previous injury? Is it because you're wearing shoes that are not correct for your feet at that time? Um, There's so many different things. Have you had a reaction with something? But, you know, I'll look for little markers, like if the foot looks a little bit puffy in certain areas, different colors like redness, yellowness. Um, looking for the calluses, telling me maybe the way people walk, their gait. I walk, I watch people come into a room. So the whole story starts developing and people have no idea, even though they're lying down, I'm listening to their voices, the way they're talking, the way it changes, their breathing. Um, but yes, yeah, sometimes like that's, I always say I'm listening with my fingers. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sitting there and sometimes things will feel a little bit gritty, maybe People might feel a little bit of um, some areas. They may have some sensitivity, and but they may not have the same sensitivity on the other foot. Never means anything's wrong because we don't diagnose. But it's letting, it's telling me the story that maybe that area might have some congestion, maybe too much urea, too much uric acid. Mm. Um, 
Uh, maybe they're using that uh, part of their foot more muscularly um, or, you know, telling me about their self-care from their feet or if they've had an injury and sometimes I feel little bubbles and it's fascinating when you start working on it and it dissipates. Oh, neat. Yeah. So there's lots of, and watching, like, you know, when you're doing certain techniques to see how the foot, all of a sudden you start to see somebody's foot is very um, puffy all of a sudden you start to see the ankle bones called the malleolus on either side. And you start to see the foot come back to its formation where the fascia is not as puffy. And it's it's a little, it gets a little bit more tight compared to what it was when it came in. That's amazing. Let's say the, you were working on the lymphatic system. Mm -hmm. How much time would pass before the person would feel something different? If at all. Depends on the person. Yeah. Um, because that's why we don't, you know, I might ask open-ended questions like, oh, you know, um, you know, when I notice, especially with uh, bunions, it is a good one, right? Sometimes it's hereditary. Sometimes it's caused by footwear for, by some people. And you can see the redness. So I'll write, the first thing I'll do is I'll go and look at the shoe and I'll come back to the person and, it, and you know, and then, um you know, it depends for them. Like sometimes people are sensitive through that area and some people aren't. Right. Um, but, you know, you never, you, you know, I, one thing we will, some, you know, things you may experience during a treatment may is a word I said, but I always tell, uh, share with, say to clients, you know what, everybody has a different journey and it changes on the day. I can actually say that because I've had many treatments um, and, it's, uh, when, you know, it depends on where you are on that day. Some days you get, it's amazing. Sometimes I feel like energy is like, and like this whoosh of energy go through or, you know, like, um, I can't even, you know, there's just different parts where it's like radiating. Then there's times, like I said, where you can feel sensitivity. Sometimes the stomach starts to gurgle because this um, circulation is shifting um, because blood is your transport highway. So that's carrying everything. So everything, you know, the good oxygenated blood is going to those areas. It's going to where it's needed, like in more in mass in that area is the idea behind it. Amazing. I'm not saying it does because, I, you know, there's unfortunately not enough. There's more and more science coming out about all this. But, um, you know, we're still, uh, I guess, building our, building our house of reflexology. I love that. Yeah. Building... The information highway, yeah. Yeah, and and building some evidence, right, like scientific evidence of, of uh, and it, yeah. It, I mean, it's just such a great way to take self-care to promote your own health and well-being by making the choice to, I'm making the choice to see a reflexologist or go to a massage therapy session or whatever that is, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, whatever speaks to you. And uh, that's what I encourage. And like I said, it's so great. I have um, all my nephews have had it since they were born. And, you know, to this day, like, you know, they're uh, 12 years of age, uh, four to 12 mm-hmm. right now. Kit has uh, th- three nephews who she is madly in love with. And I feel I've never met them, but I feel like I know them because she is they bring her such joy. And she shares that with us. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Great. Yeah.
I have a question, Kit, about your experience as a dancer. And, mm-hmm. and are there ways in which you've drawn from that experience in your work? Yes. And that's a great question. Yeah, because my first um, reflexology, I see reflexology found me. And then when I, when I was ready for it, and uh, so that journey has been for the last, uh, I guess, now 13, almost 12, 13 years. But be- previous to that, um, I started out dancing because, and my first dance class was because uh, gymnastics was full. <laughs> <laughs> I had the hot pink, you know, bodysuit all ready for gymnastics. <laughs> But somebody decided that that wasn't for me. So I got put into dance lessons because my mom was like, I need you to do something, please, because you're driving me nuts. (laughs) That's how a lot of us get stuck in these, or put into these things. I wasn't stuck. But anyway, I, from there, um, never went back to gymnastics uh, because I had a passion for dance. Dance was, and I just kept going and going. And I started at five and I just had such a passion for it. And you know what? Maybe not the best, but I definitely had a passion. And I was very fortunate. I grew up in Winnipeg, Manitoba. And um, I, you know, did some dance lessons here because we lived here for two years. And then we moved back to Winnipeg. But that's a lot of my formative dance training was in Winnipeg. And I was very fortunate. I got to dance with the Winnipeg Ballet in their general Uh program, their professional program. I have had Margot Fontaine was one of my the prima ballerina from the UK. She was one of my um, examiners one year when I was uh, about grade three. And then you studied in New York as uh, well, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. And I danced with Winnipeg contemporary dancers. I was in their junior professional program, senior professional program, university started there, came to Toronto. And then I went to New York city because I really wanted musical theater I'd had a modern mm. dance background, ballet Who background. Who doesn't? And I, yeah, I know a little bit of tap and, you know, I, you know, I wanted to be on Broadway. So I went to uh, American Musical and Dramatica, Dramatic Academy in uh, New York City, AMDA, and uh, enjoyed it, loved it. A lot of, we got to see a lot of Broadway, off-Broadway, off-off-Broadway shows because all our teachers were from there. And then I was very lucky and got a job in Jupiter, Florida as an apprentice with the former uh, Burt Reynolds Dinner Theater, then known as the Jupiter Theater. And now it's called the Maltz Theater, I think, in Jupiter, Florida. So we did a year there, learned every different aspect of it. But yes, dance, absolutely. You know, modern dance, there's no shoes. You're very grounded. You know, the word they use is organic. So basically, I've come back to being more organic after wearing all these shoes and and not shoes and learning all these different things. I think it's interesting how the journey takes different turns, starting out as a dancer and then finding your way to reflexology. I mean, it makes sense, right? Um, There could have been lots of different choices, but that's the journey you took. Absolutely. But in all fairness, I was exposed to um, holistic health because both my dad and my grandfather were both chiropractors. Ah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I came from a chiropractic. So I'd had chiropractic care since I'd been born. And uh, my dad worked at the chiropractic college here off and on once in a while. So that's why we moved here for a bit. 
And then my grandfather also got, was uh, one of part of a team that got uh, chiropractic regulated in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Amazing. So there is a, wow. there was, you know, it just had to find my, you know, where I fit into all this. So yeah. this is where I fit in and this is where I feel um, very passionate about. Yeah. And you come from this legacy too, right? Of holistic medicine. That's awesome. Yes. I think that the practice that you have, Kit, is a great reflection of who you are because you're very open, generous, and compassionate person. And it makes sense that you have uh, been in dance and uh, you, that you've been involved in reflexology. It's just, it's just a clear reflection of who you are as a person. I'm most grateful to have the benefit of having you in my world. And uh, so thank you. I wanted to mention that during the pandemic, you actually took part in an online dance festival, which I actually watched. It was amazing. There was a whole bunch of different dancers that did different pieces and then they were connected together. How long did you participate in that? Well, it was, it's just short. So what it was, was a film and they reached out to volunteers who would like to participate and, you know, during the pandemic, we're all going and finding things online to, you know, entertain ourselves and, uh, you know, keep, keep you know, moving because, you know, we only can go outside for so long, walk this distance. But so I discovered um, on the Ontario uh, dance community, they always hold a festival at Queen's Key. But they decided to do it online that year well forced to do it online and one of the projects was there was a whole bunch of things it was amazing little all online but they had um somebody who wanted to make a film so they sent us each segment thank goodness I got Mm -hmm. the easier segment because my body ain't moving the way it used to but it still moves (laughs) and yes I uh was given a segment I filmed it with the music they sent and then they took it all together and so um I would say mine was a little more on the theatrical point. I wasn't having to do a devote or a pirouette or anything. The most I had to do is put my hands around my waist and do some turns at one point. So, but it was really, it was amazing to be a part of that community. I did lots of little projects like that. There's um, lots of little uh, communities here that had movement, even for non-dancers, which I participated on online. So several Love different that. projects. And you know what? It just, uh, once a dancer singer, actor, you're always, that community never leaves, as you both well know, and you're very passionate about it. Mm -hmm. You may not participate in the same level you did at one time, but, you know, just even that little bit just, you know, warms your heart and, you know, keeps everything else warm. Oh, it's a soul savior. Yeah. And I I was just going to say, too, just during the pandemic, those kind of moments of being able to connect with others who are moving their bodies and dancing. And um, it was just so, it was everything. Yeah. It was so precious at that time, right. To be able to do that. Yeah. It was everything. My big thing was going for a walk every day. And I know both of you are big walkers. I say hiking, you say walking. I don't know, but I, both of you, both you and Sue are really into that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I would say for me, it's grounding. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I have to, I, I love to walk, but I think, thank goodness for our ravines, because for me, the grounding of, you know, the trees, I find trees are, I love trees. I'm very, I just yeah. absolutely adore them. I think they're just absolutely beautiful pieces of art, which uh, Marilyn has then taken to the next level, love all her stuff. And mm-hmm. um, besides that, it, 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 it calms me and it brings me to my wine and dine, walking, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, the dirt, um, the green grass or whatever, the snow, whatever's around me, the way the air is changing. And one of my favorite things in the world is a, you know, a babbling brook, hearing water. And yes. I'm a I'm a Pisces and we're ruled by the feet, actually, and I'm also water. So it makes a lot of sense to me. Oh, nice. I will say this that um I'm not sure I, I have to get you and Susan connected on Instagram because Susan takes daily hikes and and she has so many great photos of trees mm. and snow and babbling brooks. Like oh yeah. And sometimes I'll just watch them and they're so soothing. Yes, I, I was I was feeling it, Kit, when you were talking about that. And I'm also, I would add, just about walking, using our feet, there's that, like, both sides of that brain, that bilateral kind of stimulation that's so, it just balances the nervous system, right? Mm -hmm. Using our feet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very, very important. Also during the pandemic, um, Kit and her partner Andy had delivered, uh, had assembled a an ingredient, a curry, which I use regularly, mostly in my dandelion curry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's so delicious. Uh, so thanks for that little pandemic rescue, Kit. Yeah, no, thank also, you, Ambrosh. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Thank you, Andy. We miss you. (laughs) Susan and I were talking about Valentine's Day earlier, and both of us concurred that we're not really big commercial Valentine's Day folks. However, I did feel it appropriate to write a small haiku that I felt was uh, connected to both Valentine's for the month and through our discussion of reflexology. Awesome. Here it is. Are you ready? Oh, nice. Yep. I calm down your heart when your emotions run high. Love the vagus nerve. Aw. Awesome. Yep. Nice. And it does calm down the vagus nerve 100%. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Nice, nice. And I'm not, just for the record, I'm not against Valentine's Day. Like I love, I'm, I'm pro love, you know, of all sorts. I'm pro bargain chocolate after the day. (laughs) Yes. So I'm pro that. Yes. I'm very, very much pro that. I like February 15th (laughs) quite a bit. I like the whole, yeah. Any day after the 14th. Load her up. Yeah. Oh, bless. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I just, you know, Valentine's Day, it's, you know, for some people, it's very important all the time. Other people, it's not important for some people. 
They, you know, love-hate relationships. I say whatever day speaks to you throughout the year, everyone has a different day that they absolutely love or a different holiday they love. Celebrate it the way you want it. Celebrate it or not. Well said, Kit. Later today, the Super Bowl takes place. Kit, mm. you're going to be watching the Super Bowl with your Valentine, Andy. Yes, absolutely. Only five hours difference. <laughs> There's only five hours difference, right? Do you have a team that you're going to be cheering on? No, we're kind of um, those people that jump on board uh, at the last, you know, we, you know, there's certain things like that uh, both of us follow, but this is one of those ones where it just became a tradition that we would make chili, mm-hmm. sleep in separate rooms, make chili and watch, <laughs> watch the Super Bowl and then go, wow. That was not worth it. It wasn't as good as all the other games. Now, in all fairness, Andy does watch Sunday night football sometimes. Sometimes I do as well, but um, we don't have a team. Anybody else have a team? I see your both of you, your colors going on here. But is this like a... Uh, no, I, I don't even... Okay. I For me, the Super Bowl is... It's just about the snacks. Yes. Right? It's just... it's all about the snacks and it's going to be on. And I like the show, the show in the middle, the mid, what do you call it? The mid something? The halftime show. Oh, <laughs> see, I don't even know what that's called. I am exactly who you and Andy are, Kit. We jump on board for the finals of all the sports. <laughs> there is our confession. We have uh, Marilyn's brother and partner coming over today for snacks and the halftime show. See, we don't even say we're watching football. We just say we're watching the halftime show. And then we, we, we talk about what snacks we're going to have. They're bringing some snacks. We have some snacks. Marilyn bought Japanese cheesecake. Oh, yeah. So that's what's happening this afternoon here. That sounds great. And if I happen to like one of the team's costumes, then I will side with whomever that is. But the best part is when you sit there and you go, you have to, when the announcers were like, it's in the pocket, it's in the pocket. <laughs> That's one of their sayings, all the sayings. We just start repeating them. We're like, yeah, man, he went long. Oh. <laughs> I'm like this. Yeah, it's in the pocket. All right. <laughs> anyway. Okay. I'm going to use that line during, at my uh, Super Bowl party here. I'm going to say, it's in the pocket. I'm just going to randomly start saying that. Yeah, let me know how it goes. (laughs) To round out our conversation, I I have a confession. Marilyn and I went to see the movie 80 for Brady. 80 for Brady. Okay. It has Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, Rita Morano, and Sally Field. We went to the theater and there were a lot of elderly people there talking on voice throughout the movie, cheering. <laughs> anyway, it was kind of cute. Well, that's quite a star-studded cast, in all honesty. Um, and some of these 
um, young ladies are showing us up by still doing all this stuff in their 90s. <laughs> Which is so admirable and amazing. Yeah, because Rito Moreno, she just turned uh, 90. Wow. Yeah, she was in West Side Story. Um, she was she was Chita. Wow. Kids. That's very cool. Kit Watkins, you are a wealth of knowledge and a great friend, and I can't thank you enough for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me, and uh, it's been a lot of fun talking with both of you. Thanks, Kit. I look forward to seeing you, um, hopefully in person in Toronto at some point. Never know. It could be on the East Coast, too. It happens. Oh, that'd be great, too. Well, you're welcome. Come out here. Love it. Thank you both. Enjoy your rest of your day. Thank you, Kit. Happy Sunday, everyone. And on this final note, all I have to say to both of you is, will you be my Valentine? Yes. Yes! (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) With day-old chocolate. (laughs) Amazing. Love you, Kit. Love you, Sue. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye.